Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. And we are just returning, and when I say we, thousands of people are returning from the yearly Mecca to Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, which for a tech cat and for anyone involved in technology, content, and the future of the consumer, it is where you have to go. And so for a week, my company, StoryTech, and a lot of special colleagues gave tours to executives explaining to them what's on the show floor. And so every year we try and do a show Um, To summarize, what are some of the trends that we've seen on the floor and especially how we communicate um, and deliver insights to our clients so that everyone understands what's happening on the show floor. And so it's my pleasure to uh, to have on the show this week. Jeanette Tapati, who is a um, a professional tech explainer and my partner in crime on many of these uh, trade shows. So let's have a big hand for Jeanette Tapati. Oh, I love the Santa Claus. That makes me so happy, Lori. <laughs> well, the studio audience, you know, re- you really have developed a, a cult following. <laughs> you know. And they're, they're so cult that I don't even see them anymore. You know, they're oh. just like, they're just like here. <laughs> so, um, uh, welcome back, Jeanette. You and I survived um, probably our biggest show to date on, on the show floor. Sure. I think we took around... Yeah. 250 people around this year, um, and it was cra- crazy. And we were in uh, multiple locations. Uh, now CES has about, what is it, about 170,000 people that attend? Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's close to that. It's just under 200,000. 200,000 people attend, and it's covering about um, how much square fo- footage is it? 2.6 million feet. My feet can tell you all about the 2.6 million feet. <laughs> That's right. And it's in um, it's in both the Las Vegas Convention Center and the Sands Expo. It is the biggest tech show in the United States, I think actually in the world potentially, and also the biggest trade show um, in Vegas and, and um, in the U.S., so besides being the biggest tech show. So it's really quite quite amazing. Um, mm-hmm. And what we managed to do is break it up into exhibit halls, and in two two and a half hours, we take people around to sort of um, deliver to them some insights about the show. So, um, and Jeanette is a, a wonderful tech writer and helps do a lot of this explaining through a white paper that we generate. So I thought we would go through um, some of the trends and some of the things that we saw that communicated those trends. So let's start with the first trend, Jeanette, the power of connection. Tell us what that one's about. So that's really about two major things, 5G and edge casting. Virtually everything at CES connects to virtually everything else. So what you have is a ton of communications happening. What you don't necessarily have is enough spectrum to get all of that data around. And that's one of the really important things that 5G is going to do for us. So if you think of spectrum as like a freeway where the data travels, uh, we'll think of a Los Angeles freeway like the 405, right? Because spectrums become like the 405. It's sad and clogged and slow. So what 5G does is it opens two more 405s, one ahead and one below in the spectrum, and that makes a lot more room for all that data to move around, and it moves around much more quickly and easily. So that's basically the idea of 5G. And is that why also when people talk about it, they don't talk about it like the next version of 4G, which is how it's been, Mm -hmm. where every new generation that comes out is like, you know, an improved version of the one before. But this is a completely different setup, correct? That's correct. It's it's a new technology that accesses new spectrum 
and it also uses different uh, transmission formats to get that data around, both in the low band and the high band frequencies. So in some cases, you need uh, different kinds of frequencies depending on how thick the walls are, if you have line of sight, um, and how far the data needs to travel. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that that's the hardest thing, I think, for people to wrap their head around. And the other challenge, I think, is that there are so many uh, different uh, descriptions of uh, 5G, which are coming from all the telcos, and they lack consistency. Am I correct on that front? Well, I think it's really a describing an elephant situation, right, where they're all correct, but 5G is, is complex. I mean, a lot of people think of 5G as, you know, for my Spinal Tap fans, just one louder, but it's not. It's really different technology altogether, and there's a lot of moving pieces. So I think each of them is describing the part of the technology that they specialize in and is most important to them, and they're all right. It's just, it's it's more complex than 4G in terms of explanation. But it's also rolling out much faster. It's expected that this will roll out twice as fast as 4G did. Sorry about that. Um, I actually fell off my chair again, Jeanette. <laughs> so can you, can you um, explain to us different ways that 5G was demonstrated at the show? Sure. I mean, 5G phones are expected to roll out this year, so that's part of what you're going to be looking at is uh, is new 5G phones, and several of the telcos had those. And also, uh, 5G is going to be powering a lot of important IoT devices, so health monitoring devices, um, particularly autonomous driving devices, are going to require that sort of data movement. So we've seen 5G in all of those different scenarios on the show floor. Yeah, I mean, I think that was, uh, this is the topic that I think causes the most fear in people, too, because they honestly don't know how real it all is and what they should be afraid of. Is 5G something to be afraid of? Um, I don't think so. I think uh, the only thing about 5G is is the hype, as usual, is a little ahead of the reality. And so I think it'll be a little while before we're all completely converted over to 5G, but I, I think 5G is coming because it's necessary. There's just no more room. And without uh, this technology, we're just going to get so clogged up that uh, we can't really use all of these devices anymore. I think what they need to be concerned about <clears throat> is security, and that's not necessarily a 5G thing. That is a data protection thing. And I think that what they really need to do is the same things that we've been telling them to do since day one. Have good, strong passwords, guard them carefully, don't just download random stuff onto your computer or your phone. I mean, really the basic, basic data management stuff uh, that we've been talking about. It's just tricky to realize that with IoT, there's so many thousands of devices. You know, you may have a 100 IoT devices in your house you need to make sure that you are moving away from the default password on all of them. And that takes a certain amount of vigilance. I think that is one of my favorite topics right now is default with default because everyone's so frightened of privacy and security, but no one actually makes any effort to protect themselves. And there are companies like Bitdefender, which was um, on the show floor, that actually provides um, a wall of security between the device that you bring into your home and, you know, the Internet. And so you can actually protect yourself more than people are. Um, and so if you bring a device into your house, you have to take that responsibility of adding adding some security. It may mean you lose some personalization, but a lot of these devices are set up to suck up as much data as possible while right. providing a service to you, but not really caring about your security. Yes, it, it is really kind of a, a balancing act, right? Because all of these devices want to work immediately right out of the box because there's that instant gratification thing that makes these devices so attractive. On the other hand, by doing that, they make it easier for 
uh, bit farmers to get in there and get your stuff, and also for them to just use your connection as part of a data network uh, that they use to do data breaches throughout the world. So I guess, you know, you can't legislate common sense and, and you can't really buy it either. So I think you just have to use some when you bring in these devices, not just home devices, but things you put in your car, things that you put on your wrist, all of these devices, you have to use a little common sense. Boy, that is the smartest thing that you've ever said. Um, <laughs> and you've said a lot of smart things. Well, we have four more trends four more trends to get through. Um, and before we jump into the next one, we're going to take a break. But, Jeanette, name one thing that you saw on the show floor that you thought was really exciting. The clapper. The clapper, that's right. There was a robot that all it did was clap. A red, red little red head and arms that clapped, um, and it was it was uh, probably the most amusing thing, right? <laughs> yeah. it, it it really talks to our fifth trend, which we're going to hit in a minute. Yeah, exactly. It's literally just about clapping. All right. Well, we're going to be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. We are talking about the Consumer Electronics Show that happened a few days ago in Las Vegas, the biggest technology show, the biggest trade show in the United States. And we're going to be um, talking about and diving into all the trends that we saw. And the next big trend being the power of intelligence. And that means artificial intelligence. So we'll be back with Jeanette DePatty, the professional tech explainer in a moment on the Tech Cat Show. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White, Linda Schub, Gerald McFadden, Andre Howard, Tom Wall, and Rihanna Absar? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle. The Voice America interactive radio player powered by Aircast gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for your iPhone, Android, or Amazon Kindle powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we're back, and we've been diving into the Consumer Electronics Show, one of the largest technology shows in the world, and today's guest is Jeanette Tapati, a professional tech explainer and someone who I work with a lot on giving executive show floor tours on the show, trade show floor, to explain what's happening um, with all these different exhibitors and devices and technology. So we were just going over some trends. We talked about 5G and the power of connection. 
And now we're talking about the power of intelligence, another trend that was on the floor, and that has to do with artificial intelligence. So, Jeanette, tell us about that trend. Well, I think AI is written as a buzzword on almost all of the products at uh, CES. In some cases, it's actual AI. In some cases, it's machine learning that they're calling AI. In some cases, there's somebody on the staff that somebody thinks is intelligent, uh, so they call it AI. So there's a lot of buzz around AI, but uh, some of it is real and some of it is not. So that was something that was interesting to take a look at. I think um, also the big um, trend that I saw was um, Alexa and um, Google Home embedded in everything. And in fact, Google Home had a really fun, um, huge display, real experiential marketing play that had a roller coaster inside of it that was set up like a small world where they demonstrated how Google Home was was, uh, solving problems in the home and how it could be a part of your life. And it was really hard to get into. There were lines. Go ahead. I can't decide if that's like a wonderful, joyful thing or if that is just like the scariest 1984 Big Brother meets meets attraction scenario in the world. It's, It's one of those two things. It's either awesome or terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on, again, your approach to all of this. And if you um, want to embrace some of this and hope that the device manufacturers and yourself, again, with those settings are behaving well and doing what you know needs to happen. Um, Amazon Alexa also was there um, in in Big Show, and um, there were thousands of announcements about Amazon Alexa being embedded in devices that had nothing to do with Amazon, that were not announcements mm-hmm. Amazon made, but rather all the different devices. So there wasn't anything that you um, couldn't walk by that wasn't integrated with, with some sort of uh, personal assistant. Yes, I think that's true. Amazon sold over 10 million smart speakers last year, which is a lot. Um, and I think that we're seeing them everywhere. I think it's it's kind of a new uh, version of when the uh, Bluetooth ear pieces first came out and people started talking to themselves. Now they're talking to their stuff. And sometimes I think it's cute and sometimes it looks a little weird. But one thing I think you have to keep in mind uh, with these smart speakers is that uh, in many cases you are not really as private as you'd like to be. Most of those devices are funding themselves in part by collecting data about you. So that's something to be aware of when you buy them. But they're very cool. Well, they're also, um, what do you call it, amortizing the data? So it's not like your personal information is showing up under your name and someone can identify you, but they're aggregating the data Um, looking at business solutions. And I think one of the things that we noticed about all of these um, connected devices was that they all lead to fulfillment. Um, So we Mm -hmm. saw a number of devices that were very down the funnel of a life solution or a healthcare solution. Right, right. And healthcare is a big area. Yeah, for sure. I mean, healthcare um, on the show floor was demonstrated in a variety of forms. So like one of my favorite solutions that was on the floor was by a company called Willow, and it was literally a connected lactation device. Um, But it showed up not as, um, you know, like a machine that was connected to an electric plug, but rather these two cups that you just slid inside of your bra, if you're a lactating female, of course, and they're very silent, and they would collect the milk while women were walking around. And they're connected so that you can track the information. And they keep, um, they keep the milk in the little bags inside of these devices so that moms can now be free to move around um, and get other things done. But it also is collecting data about how often and how much milk you're collecting. And their whole concept is we're going to become a content company too. We're going to service the new mom, and we're going to supply her with other data, other information that she needs. And right when you run out of those milk bags, it'll send you more. So it becomes a real uh, fulfillment chain. Right? Oh, I think, I think we might have lost Jeanette. 
Um, but that's okay. I'll keep going until she she comes back on. Um, but one of the things that I loved about all of those uh, different devices was that they really solved for, you know, a number of other life solutions. Like there were there were things in the men's category too that had to do with um, men losing hair or things that had to do with how much you ate, like a connected belt or um, things that had to do with tracking kids and a lot of senior citizen devices as well. Uh, so everything was connected that could solve for any life issue. And it was really quite fascinating um, in the end, um, walking down and seeing how people are so creative about um, solving for different life issues. Um, the next trend while we're waiting for Jeanette to join us back is called the power of immersion. And this has to do with the fact that 5G and AI are really moving towards creating more immersive experiences. Um, Jeanette, do you want to talk a little bit about the power of immersion? Yes, I think so. I mean, I think... Uh, oh, it sounds like we lost Jeanette again. I think all these new trends are really sending her into shock mode. <laughs> well, the power of immersion, again, um, it, we're talking about things like virtual entertainment, so virtual reality and augmented reality and what we're calling mixed reality. We saw a lot of really great immersive experiences, devices that help you fly, exercise solutions where you're wearing VR, um, all sorts of, of um, different kinds of technology that combine hardware and software to really immerse um, the person in some type of um, experience. There were also a lot of new glasses coming out because one of the biggest complaints um, about uh, virtual reality and augmented reality are the glasses and the goggles and that people don't really want to walk around with these big helmets on their face, right? So what we saw on the show floor were a lot of better designed, more attractive looking, some designer influenced glasses that are going to bring immersive content to everyone. And specifically in the AR area, a lot of the glasses were lightweight and they looked like regular glasses. And what they're doing is beaming information right in front of those glasses so that you can um, interact with more data. So that was really exciting. And cameras are moving from two cameras to five or more um, so that you have these really immersive experiences right in your hand. Um, and then one of the other areas that's really um, creating and closing the loop on uh, immersive solutions is haptics. And we've had people on the show before that are talking about haptics, um, but haptics, of course, is bringing that sensation of touch to experiences. And so we saw, we saw um, suits that were haptic suits that when you put them on, you can actually feel sensations in the suit as you're having some kind of experience. So you're actually being able to fully immerse yourself in some kind of world. And I hear that Jeanette is back. Jeanette, you keep disappearing into virtual worlds. I know. You know what? It's raining in Los Angeles and nothing works in Los Angeles when it rains. So yeah, that's right. Kind of day. <laughs> Did you get to experience any immersive technology while you were on the show floor? One thing that I saw was a really cool uh, flying rig that you could use to, you would put on the VR glasses and you would have the sensation literally that you were flying like Superman. And you could use it to uh, build up your core muscles and your abdomen while you were flying around, which was pretty cool. That was, I think that was at the Icarus one. It was called Icarus. Yes, that was the Icarus. Yeah, and it's a really interesting device. You basically lay stomach down and it, and it swirls around. And I've, I've been on similar VR experiences. And it's actually scary because your mind and your body think you're flying. And so you experience that motion, you know, motion stuff that if you do have any motion issues, you, you know, you could get sick on those, on those rides. But um, it's also yeah, really quite, quite thrilling. Yeah, I noticed that they uh, they were having the professional guys demo it. They weren't putting the, you know, uh, attendees into it. So I think that might have been a concern. Yeah, I did one that had actual wings that you flapped and you were flying over oh, Central really? Park. 
Um, and that was, and that was really exciting. Um, but there were a lot, I mean, VR and AR were heavily demonstrated on the show floor and also embedded in a ton of other solutions that combined AI and 5G. So, you know, as we go down these trends, you can start to see how they're all coming together. So more than ever before, these trends are all really part of just a bigger, you know, huge metamorphosis of the world that we're living in. Um, powered by tech. So we're going to dig into the last two trends, the power of autonomy and the power of experience. When we come back to the show, hopefully, Jeanette Tapati, you'll still be on the line and not swept away by the rain. Um, our professional okay. tech tech explainer, my M friend right. and colleague. <laughs> and we'll be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show talking more about the Consumer Electronics Show the biggest technology show um, in the world and certainly in the U.S. and even the biggest show in Las Vegas. In a moment, we'll be back. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K. on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Dialogue is the single most powerful leadership tool we have to make a difference in the world. Leading conversations with host Cheryl Esposito creates a place for that dialogue. Tune into the Voice America Business Channel every Friday as Cheryl hosts new conversations among leaders from around the world in business, government, art, economics, and social change. We'll explore big ideas and everyday actions and learn how their own leadership has led them to discover a newfound sense of possibility in the world. Leading conversations with Cheryl Esposito, bringing big thinkers together in conversations that make a difference right here on the Voice America Business Channel every Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hi, everybody. And we are back. And we've been talking with Jeanette DePatty when she lets us, <laughs> a professional tech explainer about the Consumer Electronics Show. So we were just about to dive into the next trend called the power of autonomy. Tell us about what that one means, Jeanette. Well, there's a lot of autonomous vehicles at CES for sure, which means some level of self-driving. Uh, it's, it's really interesting because at one point when Ford first showed up at CES, we're like, what is a car company doing here? And now CES is one of the largest car shows in the world. Uh, there were a massive number of cars showing different levels of technology. 
And technology has become a really important differentiating feature now for cars, more so, I think, than the body style or the color even. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, It's why people buy certain cars now. Um, So tell us some of the things that you saw. Well, one thing that we saw that you couldn't miss was a giant four-rotor drone that is going to be like a people mover for Uber at some point, which is pretty far-reaching but ginormous and cool. Uh, And they also had a yacht, which was utterly ridiculous, a self-driving yacht. But it was very cool for, you know, when I make my gigantic pile of money, I think I need to have one of those for sure. But there were a lot of different levels of car uh, technology there from Mercedes, which was showing very sort of early level, uh, level two, level one uh, automation in their cars and just making a very elegant driving experience. Two cars showing off um, the inside of the car as an entertainment mechanism. There was one that had a rowing machine integrated in so when you're not driving your car anymore you can get your workout on the way to work and uh, others showing different artificial intelligent aspects um, determining what your mood is and your health is and creating conditions in the car to soothe you which I guess in LA would require a lot of different bells and whistles but uh, there was a lot of cool things there. Yeah, that's that that's totally cool. Well, one of the things that I noticed was there were companies there who were showcasing cars that were um, companies that you never thought would be involved in the automobile business. So, for an example, Nvidia. Nvidia is well known for being a graphics card company, um, and they're really powering the future of the um, GPU and the CPU. And they were there showcasing their platform to support Mm -hmm. car manufacturers. So NVIDIA had a car there, and they're not trying to sell cars, but they're they're selling the technology and the sensors and the software that will run the car. Right. NVIDIA is a very important player in that space, particularly in AI and autonomy. Um, and, And they're also a big part of that move that both NVIDIA and Intel are in, which is that movement that utilizes Moore's law of faster processors, faster general processors with software layered on top instead of specific purpose chips. So it used to be anytime you wanted to do something special in an inexpensive way, you would custom develop a chip for it and you would have to sell many, many, many units in order to make your money back. But what companies are doing now is they're using general purpose CPUs and GPUs and building a software layer on top. And since those chips are so fast and so inexpensive, uh, they are taking the place of those specialized chips. Yeah, I I mean, there were some other companies there um, who I'd never heard of. I think there was a Chinese company called Biden. Um, Am I saying that right? Um, And they were, they were, yeah, they were, what they were demonstrating, which NVIDIA was to a certain extent, is that you can now think of cars almost like like um, uh, Legos, where you choose components and you put your own car together because the whole exciting concept of autonomy is you won't be driving it anymore. And so what happens right. in the car now can be anything. So now all of a sudden you're getting back leisure time that you could be using for a number of different things. And that's what's the most exciting piece about it. That's why everyone's looking at this and so excited about it is, are you going to be watching movies? Are you going to be learning a new language? Are you going to be giving your blood pressure and other medical data um, into your Mm -hmm. doctor's office? And what are the things that will happen during that time, which means that that inside of the car can now be tailored to whatever it is that you're going to do inside of it. That's right. And I think we've seen some of that also um, creeping into the the robot space. Um, Robots are moving slowly into the home environment, but they're moving much more rapidly into the retail space. And I think we're seeing robots being used for wayfinding. 
especially uh, for customers who don't speak the native language where the star is located. So this is a typically vastly underserved market, and it's expensive to have employees to solve that problem. So robots are coming into that space and working in that area. Yeah, we saw, um, as Jeanette uh, mentioned at the top of the show, there was this uh, goofy clapper robot. But there were also (laughs) tiny robots that act like telephones. There were robots that serve as sort of the greeter for latchkey kids in the home. We've all seen the robots that are greeting us at malls. Um, So there were a ton of different executions of robots at the show. Even at the hotel where we were staying, we were staying at the Vidara, and they have uh, little robots. They look like they're literally built into trash cans on wheels, but they uh, will deliver your pizza. I imagine between delivering pizzas and uh, running away from drunk people, that those robots have a lot to do, but <laughs> they're everywhere in the retail space. Yeah, I, I, um, that was, I think, the thing that I, I enjoyed the most, and I think most people enjoy... Um, you know, that, that kind of um, what, what, what problem, what life problem or issue will the robot solve for, right? Like what, well, what's, I think what's... That, yeah. There's a very interesting rumor floating around that uh, Amazon is going to be working on a home robot. So that would be something to keep an eye on for sure. Um I really look forward to the day where I can say, Alexa, clean my house, and it'll actually happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like that, too. Or, Alexa, go collect some money from someone who owes me. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Can I have that happen? That's probably <laughs> going to have a different name that sounds more menacing, but yeah. Alexa, go do my bidding. I think that that's fairly yeah. exciting you stuff, too. Can ask me a question? Oh, there if she I is. I don't know the answer, I'll perform a beanstalk, Ginny Alexa. <laughs> This is one um, of the dangers of voice, uh, of voice activation, for sure. Yeah, um, she doesn't know when to not answer. Um, <laughs> well, um, and Jeanette, the very last trend um, is one called the power of experience. So tell us about that one. So it's really not enough to just have a good product at a good price anymore. There's so much competition. There's so much crowding in the retail space. Uh, prices, you need to have a good price, but that's not enough. So what retailers are finding is that they really need to develop experiences that make shopping and using their products joyful and entertaining for customers. So that's really this power of experience piece that we've been talking about. Um, You know, those clapper things, like I said, they're kind of ridiculous in a way, but they're funny, and they make you stop, and they make you look, and they make you feel a certain kind of way. And I think a lot of this experiential marketing is going to need to hit those notes with uh, with customers. Right, and we, we've talked about that a lot because for ourselves, you know, when we do these tours, they are um, actually creating an experience. And so we find that consumers, especially millennials and younger, would rather spend money on a great experience they, than they would on a product or an object. And so we're starting to see a lot of companies look to creating experiences to educate consumers about their product. Um, and so mm-hmm. all these immersive technologies, autonomy, VR, AR, 5G, AI, are all adding to creating solutions that will create this experience. I think that's really true. I think... Uh Live events are a big part of that. Uh, More and more companies are hosting live events. I also think some of these uh, location-based experiences like uh, VR parks and escape rooms, for example, are key. And I think we're we're also seeing a continuation of this notion of experience transfer uh, that was started with Google Cardboard and the VR applications. You know, what does it feel like to wear my jacket on the peak of Mount Everest? And what does it feel like to wear this swimsuit on a beach in Maui? And really giving the customers the feelings that come with the products, not just the product. I know. I I love that idea, too. Um, 
Because you always can, you leave with a smile on your face when you've had a great experience, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's really uh, true. And I think customers are expecting more for their money and they're expecting more for their time. I mean, people are increasingly busy. They don't want to wander around aimlessly. They want to get what they need and want immediately, and they expect that as part of the shopping experience. So everything from one-click ordering to, you know, great concierge service to really just high-touch customer service is expected now. That's exactly true. Um, So we're going to um, come back in a moment um, for our last segment and I think just share some of our favorite things that we saw on the floor and what was the most surprising things. One of the other areas um, that we didn't really talk about, but that sort of permeated all of these categories, um, were new um, finance models. And so FinTech was sort of reverberating around the floor as well. We saw a lot of blockchain solutions. We saw an ATM where you could buy Bitcoins. Um, so the finance model of all these disruptive technologies is also changing, and that was also uh, prevalent everywhere. Um, so we're going to be back in a moment on the Tech Cat Show talking to the world-famous Jeanette Tapati, tech explainer, um, about all the wonderful things that we saw on the show floor at the Consumer Electronics sh- Show, um, which um, held over 2,000, 200,000 people last week um, in Las Vegas at two big uh convention center. So we'll be back in a moment to share um, some of our favorite things we saw on the show floor from the Consumer Electronics Show here on the Tech Cat Show. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform, innovate, create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answers Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answers Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. 
Okay, and we are back with Jeanette Patty, the tech explainer, talking about the Consumer Electronics Show, which happened last week. And we were just going over a number of trends that are really all combining um, to power the future of our world. Um, such trends as 5G, artificial intelligence, immersive technologies, autonomous technologies, and just this concept that we are now all going to be experiencing things and have that expectation because of all these technologies. So Jeanette, on the floor, because you you really saw a lot in the LVCC, which CES calls Tech East, which has a lot of the more Mm -hmm. traditional consumer electronics companies as well as the um, automobile area. What are some of the things that you saw that you just really thought were interesting or great ideas? Uh, well, I already mentioned a number of things in the automotive space that were very cool. Um, I think we saw some new developments in the smart kitchen. Whirlpool is doing some really good things there where uh, the front of the microwave is now being used as sort of a video conferencing space where you can talk to grandma and she'll talk you through her cookie recipe while you're baking. Uh, but oh, yeah, I love that. Smart technology. In the, in the oven where it recognizes, oh, this is asparagus, and Jeanette likes her, her asparagus a little bit crunchy and a little bit charred, so it just automatically recognizes my, that it's asparagus and cooks it the way that I want to, which is cool. Yeah, so the personalization um, of, of a lot of things is what this technology is going, is going to bring. Yeah, Whirlpool always does such a great job uh, at CES in showcasing things. Mm -hmm. You know, the other um, company that was on the floor that was a big surprise to many of us was Procter & Gamble, P&G, which has never gone to market as as itself, as a holding company. You you know, you see its products, but they had a big area. What what was that trend about? Well, P&G is doing a lot of interesting things, and I think a lot of what we're seeing coming out of P&G is as a result of the work that they've done with Indiegogo for test marketing new technological ideas uh, as, as they come up. So they had a product that could determine where you have little spots on your skin like freckles and deposit just microscopic amounts of, of pigment makeup so that you're really not using a lot of makeup on your face, but you get a, a smooth and natural look. And then when you wipe it off, there's, like, nothing on the cloth. It deposited so little. And they're also doing, like, uh, smart toothbrushes that calculate how you brush your teeth and help you figure out how to brush your teeth better. And um, some kind of warming razor that was very cool. So they're actually making a lot of strides. There were about nine different pods in that P&G space of different products. So that was pretty sexy. I thought that was really interesting, too, and I, I thought it was mostly interesting because you and I have both worked at companies where, like big holding companies, where the the, the mini companies inside of them are, and brands are very siloed, and for innovation mm-hmm. to happen over the top is a rare thing, um, and so that was really yeah. interesting. Um, I and think just, a lot just, of it is crowdfunding yeah, model that, that I mentioned. Um, it's really allowing very large companies to effectively do product testing, which is an important thing for these innovations. Yeah, and we didn't mention that in the bottom of the Sands Expo is an area called Eureka Park, which housed about a thousand startups. Um, and it started about six years ago or something like that, and it was only 50 yeah. startups back then. Um, so a mm-hmm. thousand startups down there, and they were all organized by their incubators. So you had P&G, you had Indiegogo, you had tech, tech stars. You also had countries showcasing um, right. technology. So that, that in itself I thought was interesting. It, it really was. I mean, you could literally spend an entire week at CES just at Eureka Park and see amazing tech. There's so much of it down there. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's also fun to, like, figure out, well, the Swiss Pavilion had the best chocolate. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did they, Were they giving out chocolate? I, I missed that. <laughs> but um, another thing that I saw that was really interesting was uh, screens. So uh, Samsung did the wall, which is just a giant 
area of screens. But LG had a screen that would roll up inside of a coffee table type device. So it would be completely flat until you wanted to watch TV. It was sort of an Austin Powers moment. You know, you push the button and this screen would rise out of this mirrored coffee table. And that was pretty sexy. Um, Royal also had a uh, screen that bent from a tablet to a phone, which was pretty sexy as well. Uh, And it was really interesting because everybody was talking about Samsung and the folding phone, but it looks like Royal actually beat them to the show floor at CES this year with that device. So that's an interesting development. Yeah, I mean, I think all that, um, the screen stuff is is amazing. And you and I have seen stuff like that before at other trade shows, but CES always blows us away with how thin, how flexible, um, the different shapes and sizes, how realistic they look, how close the um, pitch is getting that allows things to Mm -hmm. look so real. Um, So so that's always a mind blow. So we have to wrap up soon, but what do you predict for the coming year, Jeanette, based on what you saw at CES? What do you think that consumers will really see? What's going to come to market the soonest in in one minute? Uh, I think uh, 5G is going to be mid-year. I think autonomy, true autonomy is a little further out. Um, I think AI is going to be in everything, and it's just going to continue to get more sophisticated. Um, I think immersion is going to stay fairly flat. Uh, there'll be a few sexy outliers, but I think the thing they're going to see right now is the power of experience. Everywhere they look, retails are going to be romancing them with cool things to see and to do. That's that's great. That's a really good quick quick summary. Um, well, um, if you are at all interested in receiving our trends document that uh, gives an overview of all these fantastic trends, you can email us at info at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com, info at story-tech. Um, and this is a white paper that Jeanette has written and I have edited, and it's really um, an overview of all these trends. Um, and there's tons of information online about CES 2019. So check it out when you get a chance. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your tech cat, and having the great tech explainer, Jeanette Patty. Thank you so much, Jeanette. Oh, it's my pleasure. And Jeanette, can you just tell everyone where they can learn more about your DVD series? Oh, they can go to um, propellerhead-inc.com or everybodycanexercise.com. Yeah, Jeanette has a really cool um, DVD out about exercise, so we're um, very excited about that. Um, So we'll be coming at you next week on the Tech Cat Show with some more technology trends. Thanks for joining us this week, and have a great dry week, everybody. Stay. Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 